to take down a tree last year, so I had all this wood stuck up on the side of the house. So I was out in, in, in dusk with my chainsaw, kind of getting to appropriately sized pieces. I'm like, you might be a redneck if you're cutting firewood in the dark with a chainsaw. Anyway. The end of the blade, the end of the saw, you're okay. As long as you don't mistake your leg for a piece of wood, everything's fine. So I wanted to show you this because whether they know it or not, this podcast has been sponsored by Terramana the whole time. <laughs> so if they see my bottles almost empty of Terramana, if you want to send me a bottle, <laughs> please do. Anyway. I, I hope you're recording that. So that oh, I good. absolutely am. <laughs> and I'm going to tag them and everything. <laughs> So anyway, uh, so yeah. this is a big episode for us. I don't know if you noticed. This is episode ten. Ah, double digits! Wow, we made it. It's also our first holiday episode. I think that makes <laughs> this a very special episode of Slurp Toast, a podcast. <laughs> I have a sign up in my room that says "Thankful." I should brought that down. And, you well, really should have. Yours are behind me. I'd hold it like this the whole thing. And you have your daughter. Oh, your daughter's at practice. and say, "Have her stand behind you. Just hold it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that won't get old for her <laughs> really fast, right? Yeah, that'd be like me trying to have the boys stand behind me holding up anything other than the bird when they walk out of the, the man cave. <laughs> yes, so. at 16, it's at, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're counting the days till they get out of here at this point. Well, We're, we spent the last three weekends doing college applications, which was a lot of fun. So now we're we're in the hurry up and wait stage. Yeah. So. Come on. Are they going to go close or are they going to go away? Uh, depends on who you ask. Connor can't wait to get out of Texas. Jack would just as soon stay in Texas. Uh, Connor's got visions of Chicago or Philadelphia. Uh, Jack um, would love to go to UT. Seems like mm -hmm. a long shot just based on the way they let kids in. Okay. Uh, but uh, he's kind of looking at UT Dallas which then you can filter back into the system, into the main campus after a year. So, but that's supposed to be a really good, really good school up there in Dallas. It's got a lot of TI money in it. So we'll see. We're waiting to hear. We'll see what happens. So anyway. Um, Chicago, but how Philly? Uh, well, Connor's decisions, decisions, it's too early for me to be slurring my words. Connor's decisions have been largely based on bands he likes um he loves alkaline trio they're from <laughs> alkaline trios from chicago and okay. he also loves a band called um i don't want to mess it up and he's going to drill me for it modern baseball i believe I've, I've screwed around with the name so many times i keep i don't know which one it is i think it's modern baseball and they're from philadelphia and okay. uh, they apparently attended drexel so he's applied there okay yeah but <laughs> fame by association don't know i don't know but you know whatever works for him whatever works for him um i wanted to start tonight by um what's well, i brought the bottle pouring one out for gonzo geek ah yeah for those of you who don't know for the last almost 13 years steve and i have been 40 percent of the collective nonsense that was gonzogeek.com and uh we, we shut that site down for all intents and purposes this week because uh, everybody's moved on to, uh, to other projects or greener pastures. So uh, it was a little sad. I'm not going to lie the other night when I like sent y'all that email. And then when I sent, when I, then Friday night, I was, I was like taking stuff down. I'm like, 
if I hit this, it's all going away. <laughs> I literally stopped and I looked at my wife and I'm like, I'm not sure I can push this button, but I did. And the good news with all that is I used that uh, hosting package. Now slurptoast.com has its own website. He's a logo. <laughs> Wonder who can help me with that. No, but, but uh, it's kind of cool. I put it together over the last couple of nights. Still a few th- things I need to do to it, but it's got uh, pages for every episode with headers, oh, nice. a little description. I got to go back in and figure out how to insert a player in each one. So there's no actual podcast content yet, but there's like placeholders. I needed to get something up so I could fiddle with the layout, but it's there. Um, there's little bios for you and I and for the oh, website. Nice. So now I don't have to plug everything at the end of the episode because everything is on the website. <laughs> All the socials are on the website. So I only have to do one plug. <laughs> Made it easy for myself. So that's, I, I did have a question with relation to Gonzo Geek. What was your favorite thing that you got to do as part of that crew? Oh, Comic-Con. Yeah. We did a few. Which Did you have a specific favorite thing? Uh, the first one was cool because we got it. <laughs> I have friends who since we've gone who have mm-hmm. got my press passes. And I, I tell them, I go, well, just so you know, here's how it works. Your first year, you get invited to everything. And it is so cool. And you go into parties and you go into offsite events and they're giving you free stuff and you get little things and swag and all that other stuff. By the last year, you're getting invited to, you know, the horror table, the horror. Oh no, you froze. Or round table with goth chicks and, uh, and Mojo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we actually, that first year, the first day, we actually broke something, which was really cool. That's right. That's right. Yes, we broke yeah. we broke the CM Punk thing. Matt Repchak, our our former Gonzo compadre, was in the room. We were interviewing Bruce Campbell, and he was in another room. And we were the first ones. He ran, got the video uploaded immediately. We were the first ones on the web with it, which got invited us got us invited to that uh, impact party, which got us hanging out drinking with Kurt Angle, which was still one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> which was so funny because I I, I love the the one where he's tell, like, talking about. Man, I, I, can you believe it? I'm doing a cage match at a house show. <laughs> With Odin. <laughs> he was pissed and he was in the bag. It was, and the best part was we just treated him like a guy. So he hung out with us while other people were coming up gushing. He'd turn, on, turn it on and they'd leave and he turned yeah. right back into the conversation we'd been having. It was, that was, that was cool. Cause yeah, we weren't, we weren't like, Oh man, it's like, yeah, this is a great, great show they did for us. Tonight. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then he's telling us about running the family business. And I, I just still love that fact that he was complaining about the, the cage match at the house show. And, and you and I are like, yeah, cage match at a house show. What the hell? Yeah, you're what are totally they right. <laughs> Somebody get, get, get Kurt another beer. Uh, okay. I loved, I loved Comic-Con. And I, obviously that would be the highlight. But I did another one, uh, which was kind of cool and will always stick out of my memory. I did uh, – I covered uh, the Bellator fights in Houston one time. And no that was the night that uh, Gracie and Shamrock had their big rubber match. And it was also the night that uh, I thought I had the poster on the wall here. 
Dada 2000 fought Kimbo Slice and they both almost died in the ring because they gassed out. They literally had to take one of the guys out of the ring on a board with oxygen because he couldn't breathe. Like he literally could not catch his breath. Dada. We all thought he had died. Literally everyone in the press section was like, oh shit, is he dead? Because he wow. hit, like they called it. I mean, they went the full round. They were just kind of leaning on each other at the end. Just kind of like there was no nobody was fighting. They were just trying to stand upright. And at the end, when Kimbo let him go, he went down. He went, and oh, we man. thought he was dead. And then like the, the EMTs rushed into the octagon. Oh shit, he's dead. They started bagging him. Oh shit, he really is dead. <laughs> they took him out. He wasn't dead, but uh, it was fun. And then the uh, Gracie Shamrock fight wasn't much, but uh, I did get to see a really pissed off Ken Shamrock in the post fight press conference and that was kind of fun so anyway that was a good one too i like that one oh see now and i i remember when we were doing the the roger corman round table mm -hmm. and the director of the attack of the 50-foot cheerleader or whatever right came to the table and we had that guy at the table who 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 introduced every question with well you know i make my own films so i'm always intrigued to answer or ask a question of of other directors or you know that guy Rob, I remember, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I asked the director if, when he's shooting in 3D, does he ever think of SCTV and John Candy's 3D House of Beef? <laughs> and he laughed and then gave a great answer. <laughs> yes, because, and, and we also got a similar response one time from Adam Baldwin, who became our Comic-Con spirit animal, because every year we went, we seemed to interview Adam for one thing or another, or run into him for one thing or another. He was a great guy, but I was joking. I think it was the fir first or second year. I can't remember. I think it was the second year, because I joked that I would, oh yeah, because it was after the Firefly panel that we got to go to. And I was joking that I would love to ask him, uh, if there was any plans to do a sequel to DC cab, but we didn't get a chance to ask that stupid question, but John chased him down in the hall and asked him <laughs> and he lit up because we weren't asking him about firefly or Chuck. <laughs> so we knew something else he had been in and he was so happy and he smiled and gave a great answer to that one. So that's a good one too. So yeah, and then later that day we got him into the Funko booth. <laughs> yep, exactly. I got you to interview. That's that that's boy. That's the guy. That's Jane. That's let him in. <laughs> and I got to talk to Arn Anderson one time, which as you know was awesome yes. for me. And he was not nearly as scary as you would have thought he was gonna be. He was talking about his little pickanese or he has a little little tiny toy dog. And I was like, Come on, dude, you're the enforcer. You need something with the word hound at the end of it, at least. I don't know. Where but he was a cool enough guy. Man and, uh, was that? Where did we see Honky Tonk Man and the Hammer? That was at, uh, that was, uh, at uh, Wizard World in Dallas. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I think it was the last one of those we went to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my boy ain't got no grit in his Here's crawl. <laughs> <laughs> Honky Tonk, he lives that gimmick, man. Uh, Shatner twice. Roseanne Barr in a bizarre, bizarre <laughs> moment in time. Um, <laughs> it was before they relaunched the show. It was somewhere between scandals, and she wasn't even sure where she was, I don't think. No, because I heard her publicist later, because, you know, I, what I, what we do the, Bruce would sit at the table, and I would walk around the, and take pictures and stuff, and, and so I kind of wandered off, and I found her publicist, <laughs> and she's like, oh, no. She's really good. She's like answering questions. She's responding to people. I think she's having a really good day. 
<laughs> yeah, she's not, not the people at the table, but she was responding to people. Uh, let's see, we got, to, and we also got to go to that. Uh, What's it that that party that one time for that sci-fi show where Edge was there and yeah, 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 yeah. other it people warehouse, uh, warehouse and, 51 or warehouse yeah 52. one of them I don't remember I, but um one of the warehouses we drank a lot of free wild turkey and uh we saw Emo Phillips hiding in the shadows which was weird what we saw Emo Phillips hiding in the shadows which was really really weird <laughs> And then I went to talk to him and he was gone. So I'm still not convinced it wasn't a hallucination, but that'd be a really weird thing to hallucinate. Yes, it would have been. Yeah, we got that one, uh, that other podcast in Crew, <laughs> crew Drive. <laughs> we don't drink a lot. Oh, you should try some more. <laughs> it's, it's free. It's no, you're going to throw free booze at us? We're going to close the place down. <laughs> Or get kicked out at the end. Get kicked out for, you know. Wearing a baseball cap. Weird, yeah. Anyway. So, got to go. We got to make way for ironic uh, hipster, hipster douchebags, yeah. But we had a good time. We had a good run. Um, I enjoyed every minute of it. I'm glad we've moved on to this. I feel like this is you and I in our natural environment. So, good night, <laughs> Gonzo Geek, and welcome, Slurp Toast. There you go. So, um you wanted to talk about COVID-19 and hockey fights <laughs> oh, God. or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, You've had a, a shitty week, a, in other words. There you have it. That's it in a nutshell. Um, yeah, no, because like it, our safety guy gave us a stat from March until November, or the end of October, 13 infections from November 1st through now. We're up to 16 infections. <laughs> Just Wait, in it was 13 years. the last time I talked. You got three more? Yep. Wow. I do even though I'm on vacation. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. that's frightening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's um, it was kind of funny because uh, I was telling my assistant at work, I go, <clears throat> it always amazes me because uh, – we work, I work with a bunch of people who think the masks are a hoax, the virus isn't real, you know, that crowd. Right. And, oh, it's my liberty. You're, I'm not going to be she. I mean, one of them actually responded to an email where I said very gently, hey, when you're out and about, watch out, wear your mask, wash your hands. And I got like this diatribe on, on impinging upon his freedom and stuff. And then he proceeds to tell me, he's like, besides, I've already had it. I, I can't get it again. At which point I reminded them that one, you had it last October, and that's not when the disease hit our shores. And two, immunity only lasts somewhere between three to six months. So congratulations, you're back in the pool, put on your mask. Uh, but no, whenever you tell somebody, it's like, hey man, I got you to come in by the office. We need you to do this test because Joe Blow on your job has it. And every one of them, every one of them, when you say, so-and-so was exposed, you know, at your place. And they were like, what? No, 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 no. You know, it's like, I, I didn't think you believed in this. Yeah. It's not real till that might affect me. Until that moment where it's just like, no. And they all do that. Every one of them does the pullback, you know. They literally pull back. One of them. Reach in their yeah. pocket for their mask, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's yeah. handy. My favorite one is this is bullshit. You know, this is just total bullshit, right? I'm just doing this to get along. 
Hey, by the way, somebody in the job was infected. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who can't see it, he just pulled his shirt up over his head. <laughs> it was like the worst turtle ever. <laughs> Kilroy is here. Kilroy's dead. Um, damn. But yeah, so that then led to a, a meeting where a couple guys at work got, got into it. Where at one point, one of them was like, oh, I'll bet you I know the rules better than you do. I bet you don't. I bet you do. <laughs> I'll throw down 100 right now. I said, finally, it's like, stop it. You know, no. no. Everybody no. Put, put your dicks away. No more dick wiggling. This is over. <laughs> <sighs> ah, so you're on vacation for how many days now? Seven? Nine? Twenty? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Didn't you just get oh, back from vacation? Yeah, see, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> it's good to be you. COVID, no, 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 it's not. Because of COVID, all the summer trips that I might have gone to got canceled. Right. And I couldn't really take work off when the rest of the company was out. And so I have uh, roughly 160 PTO days to take between October and the end of the year. 160? Uh, hours. Okay, I was going to say, dear God, what can, that's a very generous program. Are you hiring? Yeah, five months off. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that's good work if you can get it, man. It's like a sabbatical, really. You are like the family now. Um, wow. All right. So yeah, I got four weeks to burn. So I took a week last month. I'm taking this week, Christmas. I'm still going to end up two or three days short. And I'm actually rolling a week over to the next year. So next year I will have six weeks of vacation. Hopefully we'll get to use it. Hopefully, even if so, I'm just going to stay home and, you know, not, not read email. There you go. Hey, watch this segue. Watch this. Speaking of reading. Oh, that's, oh. Pro, that's pro level right there. Um, <laughs> I started. We got it. We figured it out. <laughs> um well before i see segue i i um been meaning to read some of the uh tanahashi coach run on uh captain america because i'm curious you know i think that might be an interesting take okay. and uh, so i read the first volume the other day and realized i needed i needed context because as we've discussed at this point in my life i'm reading comics in a vacuum it's whatever i'm reading is what i'm reading but this one built off of the whole Captain America's a Hydra agent okay. thing. So I had to go back and start reading that. So I'm like the bastard sucked me in. I wasn't going to read that one. And now I'm like two of the, I've read two of the three volumes and I'm out of borrows for the month from the library system. So I got to wait to see how that shakes out in December before I can continue. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, interesting. That's okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll do a, I'll do a callback hit me to a previous episode and that is uh, i'm in a number of little collector groups and uh somebody posted a assassin's creed image you know an image from the game mm -hmm. and that has set me off on posting to every assassin's creed image that comes along uh which version of moon knight is this i <laughs> <laughs> see now see you just served me another segue do we, have, do we have any Moon Knight chat this week? We probably need to at least work it in. Any, any updates you want to bring to the table? Any thoughts you want to share? No, I was trying to think of who is the Moon Knight of what this week. <laughs> I like that you were uh, you were throwing it on the Assassin's Creed. I'd never thought about it, but there is a certain look to that. 
There uh, is. It's very much that David Finch, uh, you know, stitched cowl. Yep. Uh, yep. It was funny last night when I was putting together the uh, the post on the website for the last episode. I decided that that was the one to use the photo of Moon Knight for the cover image. And I had to choose which version of Moon Knight I was going to use. I was like, Moon Knight images. Oh, damn. How crazy do I want to be with these? You should be completely just, just be a dick and use that fist of Konshu images <laughs> where he's like got the gold wristbands and a giant gold onk on his chest. That's the one from like the early 90s, right? Like, I think I read some of that one. I was like, when did, why is he wearing jewelry? Did he join Run DMC? I'm not clear on what this is. Yes, that's right. He's old, dirty bastard, still dirty Moon Knight. <laughs> wearing a giant onk. Conchu is forever. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. We are your one-stop shop for all thoughts Moon Knight all the time. <laughs> that's right. Let's now we'll just find something schizophrenic and say that that's the moon night of this. Seriously, every week there's gonna be Can something up. Even if we're that would be cool. <laughs> Mark Spector, Industries, Enterprises. Uh, Stephen Grant or yeah. Our you know, Loxley's taxis. Yep. Hey Marvel, we want to be your source for Moon Knight news. We Call us. We there's a there's an email address on the website now. Get in touch. Feed <laughs> us those Moon Knight rumors. We are willing to run with them. We will make, we've got this covered look like amateur hour. Which <laughs> granted doesn't take much. because They're the ones I think have the two spinning wheels that pick a roll, pick a star. <laughs> <laughs> look, I have a real mic. So. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you. So, um, what else? Good, you know, talk about a real mic. I was at some store and they had the, and I've seen them more and more as the little rings. Like I could set a ring and like light myself mm -hmm. in my glasses. Instead of seeing the screen, you'd just like see these little circles. And I just like, you know, <laughs> you ghost look, of the shell. You look like, look like Moon Knight. <gasps> I would. But, but it's you know, just wear your bathrobe and put the thing on. And I had, yeah. It says for beauty and for face. So it's like it's translated. It's a bad translation. Uh, for beauty and beauty. <laughs> I had to uh, at a customer I was helping the other day who got an email from our German affiliate, and he didn't speak German, and it was in German. So it happens. I ran it through Google Translate. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak German, but I know how to get there rather than trying to explain to the guy how to work Google. I just told him what the email said. Ish. More or less. Like, oh, here's what you need to do. Um, anyway, yeah. Well, no, I went to the store to get a spark plug for my uh, weed eater. Uh-huh. And I go, and naturally, it's 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 the proprietary brand spark plug, and there's no conversion chart. Of course, I don't, have my, I don't have my phone with me, so I show it to the guy, and the guy picks up a spark plug and he starts comparing them side by side. And I was just like, I, if I had my phone, I would save us both a bunch of time. Not to mention the fact I got you from in front of a computer terminal, which I know has the internet on it. <laughs> right. 
And I'm sure that it would beat this. It's like I I was doing that. You're, You're not helping. <laughs> don't You're do not impre- helping. don't do impressions of me in front of me. That's just rude. Yeah, and if you're gonna do it, do the voice. Uh, you know, <laughs> make make me proud. That's okay. I announced the birthdays at our staff meeting, and it was like in December is so and so, such and such, baby Jesus, so and so. Just kind of kept on going. <laughs> and how'd that work? Well, it's a Zoom call, so I don't get any immediate Oh, you don't get any feedback. <laughs> See, you're wasting, for, you're wasting good material on the Zoom call. Well, no, my assistant's like two doors over, and I usually broadcast from the shared room, <laughs> so I hear him bust out. Did you send your, did you do your homework? Did you send your, uh, your email out to Steve West? No, I haven't done that. He won. He, I told, yeah. Well, we, were, we found that out together last time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm demanding a recount. Uncertify that, please. No, I haven't done that. I'm gonna. I will do that. I will do that. I, I think go. at this. I think at this point you need to fi- buy some Christmas stamps and just go all in. Uh, put some glitter on in the postcard and just make it holiday festive. Big X's for corn. <laughs> <laughs> I re-listened to that yesterday while I was working on the website, and that section still made me laugh. Which kind oh, of poor? Uh, which kind of? See, you'd know these things if you ever listened to our podcast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we laugh a lot. Do we? <laughs> oh, we do. Oh, we do. But that's okay. <laughs> I think the whole idea was to have it be like just a conversation. Yeah, between it's exactly not. what we wanted it to be. It was just one of our phone calls, and <laughs> I think we're succeeding in that aim for sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about scrotum echoes. <laughs> Oh, that's the other thing we were going to talk about. Fire away. <laughs> hey, Frank, you're up. <laughs> oh, not Frank. Somebody else. Frank. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of how we even got onto that. Because what, what are we talking about? Oh, hobo owners. That was it. Oh, Dude. that was the other thing. Yes, the, you, the floor is yours, sir. Go run. No, Do your I was thing. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So we we went to lunch. I wasn't drinking, but we were at lunch, and I just kind of gotten. Hold on, can I pause? Was pause. okay. So you you felt compelled to tell me you weren't drinking at lunch, as if that were the exception to the rule. No, 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 no. That's that's to explain that this just happened naturally. Oh, okay. No... I was just trying to clarify for those at home. But no, it just, it was one of those stream of conscious things that we were talking about something and I just was like, oh, you know about hobo, you know, hobo fights? Yeah, we should make hobo porn. And they were like, what? I go, yeah, hobo porn, hoboner. That's a series of movies. We could sell that. And Frank is just like, what? <laughs> the other guy who's with us is like completely aghast. <laughs> but it may have been, you know, I told Frank as I get older, I care less and less about the people around me. <laughs> What the hell you say? And I know it's a matter of time before I just say something rude and I have to apologize to nuns or orphans or whatnot. But, uh, so yeah. The nuns should forgive you. That's their you job. Would think, you would think, but not always. Not always. Not always. Okay. <laughs> now when you say something like, hey, look, nuns, got a joke for you. How do you get a nun pregnant? <laughs> oh, shit. Tell them father. 
Alter boy, what? What? Is there a punchline to that? Or are you just freestyling? <laughs> oh, yeah. How do you get a nun pregnant? Dress her up like an altar boy. Oh, but he can... <laughs> And see, what's going to happen is the nuns will walk in, that joke will fire, come out of my mouth, and then I'm going to be asked to leave the pizza place. Well, they don't really cotton to that at showbiz. No, no, no. <laughs> Not with a giant rat and gorilla and... <clears throat> really ruins the skee-ball aesthetic no no it does it does but yeah so yeah, hoboners hoboners yeah it came out i was just like that's that's the idea you could do hoboner riding the rails uh something <laughs> the back <road. laughs> that's a hoboner uh, tramping in the woods or tramping in the yeah tramp in the woods tramping in the woods yeah <sighs> Just a bunch of guys in like 30 layers of clothes and just... But no pants. <laughs> no pants. <laughs> 30, coats and, 30 coats and no pants. <laughs> T-shirt, flannel shirt, overcoat, something from Army Surplus, and a blanket. And a hoodie. <laughs> and a hoodie. Just a line of them. Just, you know, 30 of these guys and, you know... Run, run a trash can fire. We're out of trash can fire, no pants. <laughs> I think that's the key to the whole bit right there. The circle of warmth. No, no, no. Goes <laughs> away for me. <laughs> so please write in with your best hoboner series title. <laughs> if we actually get a response, I'll find a prize. <laughs> the, the tequila. We'll get a, we'll send the sponsor. That's right. I'll it's send fun. you whatever whatever's left in this after this episode's over. So, yeah, um, so you tag them to say, hey, I drink your tequila on the same episodes we talk about. Hobo porn. <laughs> you know. The rock's a businessman. He'll understand. It's really, it. you know, it's convenient. No teeth. So there's that. Hey! Oh! <laughs> Okay, now you're worrying me. <laughs> oh god, I don't sleep much. I have a uh, sinuses. You do? Uh, tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. There are these holes inside your head. Um, but I have like the uh, hay fever seasonal allergies, and so they're stuffed up all the time. And you know. 2018, a great year. The stroke, the pacemaker, and then the, the CPAP machine. So I get to spend my nights with a head cold and the, the, the thing on. And it's. it's, it's so it's, you're it's, just. Yes. Pressurizing the, the uh, congestion? Pretty much. Pretty much. And it's like when you, you know, if you ever drank from the water hose. And then, like, you know, mm -hmm. your idiot friend or whatever's over there going, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes all the way and gives you that yeah. navage treatment. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Except it's all dry, hot air. And it's just. Oh. Now my wife keeps starting to make me get one of those. I keep fighting it. So far, I'm good. But she says I snore. But, you know. Yeah. And it was, it was just one event played into the other. So I, I had the stroke, got over the stroke, the Don doctor. I got released from all my doctors. It was great. Cardiologist like looked at my echocardiogram and was like, whoa, well, you need a pacemaker. I'm like, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> you know, uh, get in the car, 
cry for a little bit, drive around, then call him back two days later and say, okay, I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> it was it's all white noise after the word pacemaker. I'm, I'm, I can believe that. It was like being in the room with Charlie Brown's doctor. Limbs over. Um, but uh, the thing I, I get the pacemaker and they're like, you know, you're, you're kind of snoring and you're not real restful. Oh my God, I'm under anesthesia and you just cut a hole in my chest. And that's how I ended up at the CPAP doctor. <laughs> that was a suck year for you. Holy shit. And they made you do a sleep study. And, and the sleep study is they wire you up like Darth Vader and you got electrodes on your head. Mm-hmm. And then they got like electrodes, you know, across your chest, ankles. They put them like around your face to, to measure your, your twitches and your ticks and all that stuff. And then right as you like get to sleep, I mean, deep, good, comfortable sleep, they wake you up because the study's over. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's not cool. Oh, it's not only a dick move. And so I'm like sitting in the, the they're like, okay, take all the stuff off. And you, you, you go in there and they, they put all this goop, right? And so I was like, oh, great. Someone jizzed in my hair, you know. <laughs> so that's what it's like. That's what. So then I decided to go to Walmart looking like that. <laughs> Fit right in. Fit right in, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, but I don't know how that ended up. Not sleeping nights. That's where Hoboner comes from, not getting enough sleep. Oh, okay. That, now, see, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do a callback. I want to, I got this is the thing I wanted to talk about. So I know last week we talked about, you know, how long running uh, book series run into issues over time, especially when they peg one of their characters to a certain uh, event. event or time and place when they start and it, the, the math works against them going down the road. And I said it, it during the course of that conversation, I wouldn't read any of the uh, Spencer's written by Ace Atkins. Because I just didn't, his voice was too Southern. Now, I mentioned briefly in that that I have read his own series. um, And I wanted to circle back to that because I read another one this past week to get myself caught up. Almost caught up. I got one more to get caught up. But um, he's done a really impressive thing. And I wanted to talk about it because I felt like I owed him a little little, little follow-up, a little respect. It's When he started the story, his character is Quinn Colson. He's an army ranger from this little town in North Mississippi. He comes back from several tours in Iraq and Afghanistan to uh, his grandfather was a small town sheriff. He's been killed or took his own life. Quinn comes in. Somehow he gets to be sheriff. I don't remember. It's been a while since I read that one. But anyway, so he's, it's got a kind of a walking tall vibe as he tries to clean up the little town in Mississippi. But um and it starts out very episodic books build on, and there's characters that recur. And the most recent one I read, which was the ninth of 10. So we're still kind of early as far as like, like the long haul on one of these, we're only nine books in. So it's not terrible, but I realized what he has done. In addition to telling this character's story as he has built this entire Southern crime story on its back, because we've got, the Dixie Mafia, we've got um, Indian casinos, we've got um, the good old boys in Jackson, the old Miss crowd, the moneyed crowd in Jackson. We've got um, we've got religious people. We've got 
a Trump surrogate in the the senator running for governor who has the uh, paramilitary bros behind him. And he's very, and they're all working in different connections and coordinations toward a goal, which, you know, Quinn Colson is the only one standing between them and this ultimate goal. And I realized that I owed the man an apology because in this, I could read these all day long and it may be that I, I come from Mississippi people, mm-hmm. but I, that is certainly part of it because in one of the books, he mentioned the little town where my uncle lives and my grandmother lived my entire life, uh, and, which is like 16 miles from Alabama. But, um, but he's written, a, it's very, I thought about James Elroy and the, the trilogy he wrote because it's kind of that slow building, everything has been coming piece by piece and he's done it very well so you didn't actually see it coming or at least I did and maybe that's just me but the books are really good they're well written he's got a great southern voice and he's built this entire whereas in Spencer you had recurring characters but it was always crime of the month for the most part Always uh, the mob boss guy. I know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, but it was always, I mean, there were, but mm. well, he always got hired for a new case and some of the characters would float through if Spencer needed use of them. Whereas mm. the further along this series goes, yes, Quinn is still the, the, the nucleus that's holding everything together, but we're getting more information about like the madam who runs the strip club at the truck stop outside of town who is literally in bed with the Dixie mafia and has aspirations to more. And like, so congratulations, Ace Atkins. If you're listening to this, I apologize. Maybe I'll give one of the Spencer books a go. I doubt it, but I'm certainly <laughs> going to keep wait. I'm certainly going to keep we reading Quinn Colson for as long as you write them. Cause you're doing a hell of a job on those. Okay. So, so that's, that's my soapbox for the day. Not bad. Thank you. Yeah. So, what else you want to talk about? Huh? What else you want to talk about? No, oh, I don't know. I burned the shit out of my finger on that fire pit earlier, by the way. I'm it's sorry. stainless steel, and I touched the side of it after I got the fire going, and it just singed the side of that finger. That's why you drink more of the um, our sponsor. That's right. Moon Knight. <laughs> Tesso Mar. What? Hmm? What, what is it called? It's Terra Mana. It's the Rocks tequila. Okay. Nice. Thank you. That's there's your product shot. <laughs> uh, let's see. So you're it's off. Also, and t- it's also the budget for a hobo owner. But anyway, <laughs> I don't think we have to go that high. I think we can get away with something a little lower brow. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the good stuff? Oh God. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go with the uh, the Southern Gothic sort of a thing. Okay. Hit me. Did I tell you about this one? We did this thing at, for Halloween at the at the art museum because we're cultured up here, um, and um, they they had like local performers uh, do a song and they asked them to like write like a, a kind of spooky song, and so the okay. first girl comes out. She's like a coffee shop girl and she sings like a coffee shop song. You know. Spooky, spooky ghost. The next one, she like big into the cranberries and she sang a spooky song that was like the cranberries. And she also sang zombie. Well, that seems like a given. 
then the next guy came out and he was kind of like a sort of a <clears throat> not quite a Tom Waits guy if Tom Waits grew up in the suburb and that was as weird as he got ah, yeah. taking the bus to the shopping mall <laughs> yeah exactly cool Joe cool Joe it's actually a very cool song the last band that came out and band is really really being generous was there one guy jumping around behind a keyboard uh what's that was there one guy jumping around behind a keyboard or a sequencer yeah, or something it was it was a freight train rabbit killer <laughs> wait what <laughs> is that the name of the band or the song yeah, that's the name of the band freight train rabbit killer well they, i'm already a fan they they, they describe their style of music as doom blues I'm seriously a fan now. Well, they come out, right? And one of them's like, he's a leader in the homemade instrument thing. And he's got like, you know, and you're thinking, oh, God, it's going to be quirky, you know, some weird. It's just a thing that makes sound, right? Right, either right? that or it's going to be like uh, Blue Man Group. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they come out, they get on stage and they're wearing these overcoats, not overcoats, they're wearing jackets, suit jackets, and they've painted words and stuff on them. And you're just like... Yeah, this is going to be bad, right? <clears throat> and then the one guy takes his hat off and he, he pulls a mask over his face and it's got like, I thought it was a fork. I didn't realize it was actually the cow catcher for the train running down the middle. Oh, right. Nice. He pulls that out and then puts the fedora back on. The other guy has oh, you lost me a fedora. Oh, puts on a top hat that's got like rabbit ears sticking out. And then again, pulls a mask over his face. And the bottom of the mask is like a rabbit's legs, body type of thing. Oh, my God. So that's the rabbit killer. The other guy is freight train. <laughs> I mean, it's an artsy crowd. So I was like, oh, my God, they have completely misbooked this event. <laughs> but they play songs. And it is. It's doom blues. It's, it's you know, little black train, little black. Maybe it, Anyway, if you look them up, it's... Uh, well, you know I'm going to. Great Train Rabbit Killer, <laughs> Little Black Train. And I mean, they did some other songs. I forgot the names, but that's the one that sticks with you. And I mean, you know, he just comes out there and he's like got the, the guitar and he's twanging away and he's got the, they got a microphone under the under his boot. So stomp, stomp, stomp. That's actually a good idea. Huh? For that, hitting it on the floors, blues stomp. That's a great idea. Oh yeah! Oh, it was amazing, and it was. I'm <laughs> looking over at him, <laughs> and she's like, and she, her face is this just ball of confusion when they start to play, and I'm like, I am right there with you. This was a disaster. But then, as their set kind of went along, we get to the end, and it was like, yeah, we want to hear more of that. <laughs> I think yeah. first they had guys who did like ghost stories, but you know. But they were no freight train rabbit killer. They were no freight train rabbit killer. And uh, my God, put some, go listen to them, put links. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. You can be sure of that. And okay, so brushes with music. This will be a good segue because I'm going to try and get us some new theme music this week. Um, when I was doing my training. Might huh? Might I suggest? <laughs> We, we may reach out to them as well. But a couple of weeks ago when I was in training, uh, there was three trainer guys. All of them kept showing up in various different metal t-shirts during the course of the week, which of course I'm going to comment on. At some point I said in the Slack chat, I said, you know, I've been spending my breaks looking up all the bands that 
X, Y, and Z are representing this week. Turns out one of the shirts, one of the guys is the lead singer of the band. Oh, okay. And they're actually on Metal Blade Records. So he oh, and I okay. have exchanged some 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 subsequent chats and mail and conversations. You know, they were happy to see somebody else who likes the heavy music. And uh, <laughs> they were actually uh, featured in the final cheesecake, uh, final link frogging. They were the interstitial video I always put. So I'm thinking about reaching out to them and see if I can, you know, if they'd be willing to let me uh, use some of their music for our intros and outros. Um, it's uh, the band's called Visigoth. Visigoth, okay. There's a there's a plug for Visigoth. They'll get uh, a plug in the in the notes as well. Uh, it's kind of a new wave of British heavy metal inspired kind of maiden kind of uh, you know Dio uh, that sort of vibe to it. I listened to several of their songs, kind of dug it. They got some good like intros that if they'll let me, I can crib to chop up into an intro for us. So oh, I'm going to see if we can have some Visigoth uh, for our intros with permission. <laughs> That's the key. This is the permission. <laughs> Since yeah. I know the lead singer and I'm willing to, you know, <laughs> give him a plug every week. There we go. That's how so these it, things work, right? That's exactly right. Yes. Freight Train Rabbit Killer, the duo Freight Train Rabbit Killer is an American roots opera the shaman of the hills and a vigilante vigilante bent on justice it's a duo it's a duo yes you didn't mention that you said band i was assuming it were more than just the two guys in mask but it's just the two so we got a guitar player who's keeping the keeping the beat with his foot in the mic what's the other guy playing uh he's the one who makes the the he plays the homegrown and homegrown so, so he plays whatever the, the song calls for right exactly <clears throat> Yeah, All right. Yeah. I think I'm calling this episode searching for sponsors. <laughs> the search for sponsors. <laughs> episode 10, the search for sponsors. There it is. <laughs> Slurp Toast episode 10. <laughs> All right. Oh, shoot. Uh, you got to go, don't you? Yeah. Hey, All right. real question on the logo. Yeah. Hold on. Let me wrap this up. Then we'll circle back. Let me do the outro. All right. So that's it. We're done. Um, this is the outro you knew it was coming check out slurptoast.com it's got everything there's a link to slurp shop with the shirts and all the social media so that's it for this week steve's got to go pick up his kid and uh, we'll see you next time for uh, episode 11 happy thanksgiving everybody